Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode number five. No. Yeah, episode number five. Wow. I feel like I've been uh, on a bit of a little mini streak here by actually doing three of these podcasts in a row. It's almost like I have a streak going. Hopefully I can keep it all up. Uh, anyways, um, I digress. This past week has been, was a little busy. I ended up doing uh, four hikes last week altogether. I did, um, what was it? Five, five for five. So I did my weekly training hike on Wednesday last week and ended up hamming it up at the top. Well, not at the top. I'll talk about that next week, but I ended up hamming it up. Uh, my weekly training hike, I get to the point where it's, or at least last week it was like, it was all cloudy and the wind was actually not crazy, you know, like, oh my God, blow you off the mountain type crazy. But it was windy enough where, you know, even though I was in like a shorts and a t-shirt, I had to put my long sleeve shirt on. But I had in the mind to try to get a picture of like, of my shirt just basically kind of like flowing in the wind. You know, I got my hands in the air. It's amazing what people will do or what I will do when I think there there is nobody around and just basically acting like a goofball out in the middle of the woods. So even though I think I'm alone, what's the first thing I do? I take the picture and I put it on Instagram because who in the world's going to see it there? So now my embarrassment is out there for the world to see. But the picture was fun. It was just kind of cool, you know, to ham it up, kind of be kind of like a goofball up there. It was just kind of a funny, goofy little picture. Uh, so yeah, so I did that one. And then that Thursday last week, and that was my wife's birthday. So we ended up doing a local, a local hike there. I'll talk about that a bit more in a second. Saturday we did, uh, my wife and I, we did another couple's hike. So that was cool. Um, again, I'll talk about that and kind of what my goal is for those things. Cause I always like to have like a, like a little mini goal. So four. And then the fifth hike, I guess you can call it kind of a hike was my, uh, photography bird, bird watching hike where I've been trying to walk to like a nice little pond and kind of keep an eye on kind of the wildlife that's on the pond, you know, all the waterfowl and things like that, or whatever actually happens to come around there that that is you know, the fifth hike. So yeah, so I did fifth hike. So yeah, I could say I put on a few miles on the legs. I'm thinking one of the things I might do as well is calculate how many miles I end up walking by the end of the year, maybe even calculate the steps. I kind of think that'd be kind of a neat little stat when it's all said and done to know like how many miles and how many steps and maybe even elevation gain that I did over the course of the year to get myself into the position to take a lot of these pictures. So yeah, I think I might actually do that. Of course, there was so much going on last week with all the hiking and everything that it was kind of nice to have all the pictures edited because I was like going through like all the different albums that I've put online on my website. And I'm like, what in the world was I doing? Like, what do I want to talk about today or this week? And it was nice to see like all the pictures that were all, all over the place. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We did this. We did that. And what else happened? And then one thing that I completely forgotten about, I saw the picture and I'm like, oh, right. That was such a cool thing to find. So with that said, let's just take everything in order. So the first one, the first hike that we did, uh, this was her birthday hike. It was um, a nice little, like a little place that's probably about 20 or 30 minutes from our house. And of course, we used ways to get out there to find the parking spot. And it takes you this through this weird meandering way that was sort of like, why did it send us this way? Because I remember looking at the maps and I was kind of familiar roughly where I needed to go. And like, but ways, you know, of course, sends you off in this weird convoluted, like, yeah, this is the actual little straight path to get there. It's probably not the most efficient way. 
but you know, the world of GPSs, but we followed it, you know, whatever. It was nice. It was just a nice cruise to go down some roads we weren't familiar with. So the place was called, I think, Joppa Hill, which is, you know, like two or three towns away, has like a bunch of like little local trails that kind of all intermingle with each other, of course. Uh, and then there's one section where there was like a little bit of a, there was a farm that actually you can hike to. We didn't actually hike hike to it. We were a little compressed on time. Uh, my daughter, she also has to work and she took the day off for us so that she could, you know, see us after she got out of school and all that other fun stuff. So there was a time limit. I didn't want to be out there like doing all these hikes and then have her like waiting at home for a couple hours because we didn't get home. It just didn't seem like it didn't sit well with me. So even though we got kind of a kind of an early ish kind of start, we didn't actually make the entire loop where we actually walked to the farm. And then, you know, basically walk back to where we parked. But we did drive to it. It wasn't really anything. As a matter of fact, did I even I even have a picture there? Yeah, I got a picture of a cow. <laughs> they didn't really have anything like wild, exotic animals. So imagine like your typical like type of farm. You know, it's got cows, um, chickens and ducks and rabbits and a couple other things. But, you know, the typical stereotypical like New England style farms have. Nothing crazy. It was kind of chilly out that day. It was a little, little raw that day. You know, it was, it was fine. It was totally fine. So we didn't do exactly all that, but we did, we did spend a lot of time uh, walking around the area that we parked. So basically kind of, there was like a little bit of a switchback that took you all the way down to the bottom of the trail, or at least to the, to the, to the main section of all the trails, kind of like the trail would follow along the river. My wife was really happy because she always she seems to have these fascination with bridges and stuff like that. So there's all kinds of like little bridges to cross over the water, like a lot of little mini waterfalls and things like that. There was even one hike, although we didn't realize it until we at least one section of the hike that we didn't realize was sort of classified as, I guess you could say they're, they're more dangerous type hike. And I, I say that with air quotes because it really wasn't too technical, but I can see where if you're not really used to that type of hiking, then it might be kind of dangerous because basically it was like the Ridgeline Trail and it was about a half a mile or so. You kind of had to scrum, scramble over some of the rocks here and there, you know, jump over some of the streams, you know, some some interesting places you had to kind of put your feet on and make sure that you didn't totally, you know, fall into the water. And it was nice too, because it took it, it took us by a couple little waterfalls and all kinds of like just just like little neat places to go to go photograph and just just have a good time. One of the things that we you know we liked, you know, and I, and I know I touched it on before in the last episode, you know, finding those local hikes. This is again one of those examples of like the place has probably been you know really close to home and you didn't know about, and we'd always used to try to go like really far to see some of these things where maybe the things close to home are not as spectacular as some of the places that you know it takes like hours to get to but it kind of satisfies that itch and that's that that was a good description of this hike and we just had a really good time we chilled out just meandering onto the woods just you know no crazy elevation gain just just going around enjoying the sights and the sounds you know the birds are all out there they're all chirping kind of just you know just just neat uh it was also nice to have like a a subject to photograph while I was out there, you know, other than, you know, me hamming it up in front of the camera um, or or just taking pictures of water. But it was just nice to have somebody else out there. So kind of like kind of showing the story a little bit of the hike. And I tried to capture that in all of the pictures that I took. Probably one of the better pictures I took just without my wife and I in it 
Um, there was a nice little waterfall that we, we walked to, and I'll, and I'll post a link uh, in the description to this actual waterfall picture. But this was the spot we actually took our little bit of our, I guess our mini selfie picture. I kind of want to do that. You know, it's just for remembering that we were both out here doing these hikes. This spot, we actually took a picture together. Uh, I kind of wanted the, the waterfall in the background. I know it probably is going to look as cool because in order to get that nice creamy look, it's pretty much almost impossible to have us stand so perfectly still to get that look. It wasn't until after I put like the tripod and everything all the way that I realized, you know, oh, I really want this picture. So what I did was I took my camera, I put it on the ground. I might have used a stick or something like that to kind of keep the lens a little propped up. So I do have a bit of the foreground and I actually kind of like the look of it because it's it's all blurred out for the most part. I wouldn't tell it, call it totally distracting in the traditional sense, but I just like it because it kind of it puts you nice and eye level. I think I would lose the effect of kind of like where the waterline is and stuff like that. Like I think I would just lose that and the ground just sort of adds to that effect. And I can kind of see the water coming down. Like it was just a really, you know, just a decent, decent picture. Nothing like I didn't slow it down so much that like, like even down in the, like the, the pool of the water, you know, everything is totally streaking all over the place and showing more of those lines. You know, it just wasn't, I just wanted enough of a picture to show that there was a waterfall there. And they just kind of like give you the picture of the water, you know, flowing and stuff like that. And that was probably one of the better pictures that I took while I was out there. There was another one I grabbed of a tree kind of going at like a kind of like a bend or almost like it's almost like folded into a U or maybe like a like an L or something like that. And it's just got like this cool, nice green mossy kind of covering to it. If anybody ever looks at my pictures, I don't really go crazy, crazy, like over spending like hours in like Photoshop or anything like that. I do do, you know, light editing through all my pictures. I do use Lightroom. I've gotten to this point now where my, I guess we'll call it my sort of my photography career where I'm really just I want to tune it to kind of get rid of the flattness look of it to add a little bit of color, but I want to tell more of the story of the journey. And that's sort of like what each one of these little trips are. It's just to photograph the journey out there, try to find some decent pictures along the way, of course. So this, this, you know, for example, like this tree, you know, kind of shows a lot of what we were seeing out there, like a lot of this green that was all over the place. And, and it was it, since the day was overcast, I think it really makes that green pop. Because the light just stays so consistent throughout the day. So there was that. Um, I realized I probably, now that I'm looking at it, that I should have moved a branch out of the way. There's like a branch line there. And I didn't realize that that, that might be kind of a distracting element. I should I shouldn't try to remind myself that if I can to try to clean the environment up. I mean, that's about the most Photoshop I'm going to do. And I'm not talking about like I'd cut down trees or anything like that. But there's like some dead branches in the way. I'm... I'm not opposed for just moving things out of the way. And I really got to take those extra few seconds to, to before I snap the picture to be like, is my environment clean? Because that's about the most fo photoshopping I really want to be doing. You know, it was like a little miniature tractor sitting on top of a rock. Of course, I had to grab that. I'm always about trying to grab even like articles of clothing out there. I would just I always find it weird to be like get to the end of a trail or you being halfway out on a trail and there's like somebody's glove or somebody's hat in a tree or whatever. To me, that sort of tells like the story of like, you know, people being out there, just lost items out in the woods. Not that I think this tractor is a lost item. It's probably just somebody's, that's probably a local in the area that's like, ah, oh, it's cool. Just put a little tractor here and kind of just see how many pictures show up online. So that was fun. That was a nice little hike. Um, I'm glad we didn't actually take the time to walk all the way to the farm because it was about, 
it would have been about a two mile trek, you know, about a mile in and a mile back to do, you know, nothing too strenuous again, you know, maybe some slight elevation gain. But when we got there, we drove there by car, which was about five minutes from where we parked, maybe 10. And it was like just a few animals out there. The little store was closed, you know, so it really, you know, it was like we tried walking up this one trail and it was like, oh, maybe we can see the horses up there. We get all the way to the top and it was like, you know, the horses were really nowhere to be found. It was sort of like, yeah, I'm glad we didn't make this walk that we just drove here. I tried to get a picture of the cow, you know, I cropped it in a little bit, but the picture really, nah, it was, it is what it is. Uh, so let's see. So the next hike that we did together, and I should say, let me come back to the Jabba Hill thing. So to, to kind of wrap that up, my original plan was to do, there's a list, um, a 52 with a view hiking list um, for the state of New Hampshire. Now I had put all the lists together, I think. And I wasn't familiar with a lot of the mountains and I really wasn't thinking. I was thinking like the 52 of the view was going to be more about like all of the mountains across the, the, the state. But it turned out really across the state meant Mount Monadnock and then everything up in the White Mountains. And my wife, you know, I know she's one of the listeners of this podcast. She's not a big early riser. Like I'll get up at four in the morning, leave at 415 to take the two hour drive to get up into the white mountains. That's really not her jam. Like that's not really, she'll do it. Of course. I mean, she's pretty good troop pro when it comes to that stuff, but it's not like her most favorite thing in the world. And so when I realized that almost all of the hikes are up in the white mountains and you know that, you know, you look into two to three hour drives just to get there and then two to three hours back, it was like, that's, it felt sort of defeating because I'm already driving up there now to do all the 48, uh, the 48, 4,000 footers. To then make another trek up there another weekend. My daughter, she doesn't have her license yet. So there's that, there is that whole like planning aspect. So it was like, yeah, this is not really going to work. But she's always been talking about it. And we have always been talking about it. We really shouldn't even make more and more of an effort to keep doing these local hikes. So one of the things I did is I sat down um, for a few hours and went online. I think I went to like all trails. And just looked at a lot of the local hikes that are in this general area. You know, and we're familiar with some of the stuff that's even in our own town. But it was good to kind of get a list together and say, okay, what do we really want to do? And I know she's not a big fan either of like doing a lot of these crazy elevation hikes. Again, she'll do them, you know, because, you know, hey, what the heck? She likes to get to the top of mountains to see the views and whatever. And there's a there's plenty of mountains around in my area that's not on this 52 of the view list that have some fantastic fantastic views. As a matter of fact, by weekly hike, there's even a ridgeline section hike and it's beautiful. I don't know if I'll have time yet until I'm in better shape to do that entire loop because I think it adds like another half a mile to do. But just stuff like that, like you can walk all around it and you can see just way off in the distance. Like it's just such a beautiful, beautiful little hike. And I, I can't stress enough of like how great it is because I get out there like essentially like 530 in the morning, got my headlamp on and it's just that nice, quiet, peaceful feeling just as the sun's coming up and you kind of see it coming through the trees, you know, whatever. And you you power your way up to the top of this mountain and then you just got this beautiful view. You're just out there. You're alone. And it's just nice. It's just peaceful. So come back. So the 25 couples hikes, I got a whole list of all them. So I think that's what I'll be doing. Um, I'll have a whole section on my website as well. I think I categorized it couple hikes. I should probably fix the wording of that. But anyway, so that's what it will be. So, you know, you can head on over there and you can kind of take a look at kind of the stuff and places we've been. I'll name the locations. I mean, they're all public trails. It's not like we're bushwhacking or anything like that. It's not like my stealth camp trip where basically I didn't say where I was. 
And actually, I got another one coming up next week. I'm, I can't wait. The weather looks a little bit better. You know, again, I'm looking at the 10 day forecast and it's like, all right, there's maybe some chance of rain, but I'm still going to do it. The rain won't stop me unless it's like thunder and lightning and downpouring all day. And then I'm probably not going to do the trip. I don't mind being out there and like, oh, shoot, we're going to be stuck in the downpour for a while. I'll deal with it. But in this case, if if it was going to be downpouring like all day, yeah, I'll, I'll bail on the trip because too much electronic equipment to get ruined. And I don't get the kind of money to keep buying new cameras all the time. So moving on, um, we did another um, local hike. Um, I think it's called Tucker Brook. This was more of a nice little meandering hike. Um, I was doing the some weekly waterfall pictures here. I kind of sense abandoned that for the most part. I think I even took it off my website too. But I ended up abandoning that project. It was all sort of like I felt like I was going out like three times a week. It was one for my weekly hike. Then I go out another day for like my local town pictures that I've been working on. And then I'd go out again. Maybe it was all combined into one. Where I'd go out there and then I'd do like this, this this waterfall picture. And I just found that I needed to take a step back. Like it was just too much. So I was like walking to this to the waterfall and back a few times. We did it, ironically enough, a year ago on my wife's birthday. And we did a little bit of it. And I definitely was not in shape for that back then. And so it was kind of interesting to be now looking at these trails and being like, okay, what what haven't we done through here? So I parked in my normal spot that I would normally use for going to the waterfall. You know, it would have been like a 10 minute hike. It was like, okay, forget it. We're going to do this. We're going to do the full loop. Let's try to like get through as many of these tr trails as we possibly can. We had the same kind of constraints with my daughter working, but it's like a five minute drive away, like a 10 minute drive away. Um, so it was a nice local hike because I had to, you know, one, go get the trail cams and then come back and then eventually get my daughter from work. Working on solving that. She's old enough to get her license. I just got to get all the training time in for her, you know, life, life in of itself. So the first part of the hike, we, you know, you follow like the little brook. That's kind of how we decided to do it. You get to the waterfall. You know, we've seen the waterfall a few times. We took a picture there, you know, whatever. And then we, we moved on. We did do on this one, though it wasn't at the waterfall. There was, it looks like this might have been like it had like an old mill site at some point here. There was a couple... There's a couple locations along the trail here where uh, these these all these definitely man-made um, stone walls, and it looks like they're kind of channeling in the water a little bit. I'm you know I'm not familiar with how a lot of the stuff worked, but there was two distinct places where I saw a lot of these stone structures. Since this was like a pretty quiet spot where we were, I ended up taking a picture um, with us together, and it's kind of funny because although what you don't see in the picture is me laughing making my wife smile as I'm sitting there basically talking to her. We're just staring at my camera with the timer on. And the picture looks exactly like as I was talking to her about. And that is like, people are going to look at this picture and think, oh, who took the picture for you? And it's like, mm, I took the picture. but And it's going to be like, well, you're in the picture. But anyways, but it was just nice to be laughing and chuckling. And I want to have a picture, at least for each one of these trips of us together in the picture, because I think that tells more of the story that we were both out there, that we were both doing this thing. And it wasn't just some creepy photographer following around being like, hey, what you doing here? You know, whatever. What I do like about this picture is the fact that I did manage to get it next to the stone wall. And I did want that a little bit in the picture because I kind of like that, the interesting aspect of it, but I didn't realize it actually kind of shows the dimension, how kind of, how big this wall actually is, because I'm about six feet. 
And I'd say that wall had about another two feet on me. Like, so it was just nice how it kind of like all came together. I was also looking for the kind of like the water flowing through the background a little bit. And I think we achieved that pretty well. As usual, like with all my other pictures, the, this, these are all taken with my 50 millimeter. That's literally pretty much the only lens that I've been using outside of my 100 to 400 millimeter when I'm doing my Beaver Brook pictures. So it's got some decent bokeh. So, you know, like in the background, it's kind of slightly blurred, but it kind of shows that, yeah, we're out in the woods. You know, the water is a little bit there, but it's not it's not totally distracting and kind of keeping my wife and I as sort of like the main subject of the picture. I would say the only thing I really screwed up was the fact that the sun was kind of to the, I guess, to the right if I'm looking at the picture. So off to the right, obviously up in the sky, the sun was kind of like coming in our faces. It was probably nine or 10 when we got out there. No, probably more like 930 when we got out there. So the sun wasn't fully, fully up there, but it was enough to be kind of difficult to work with. These hikes, I'm not looking for like that golden hour, perfect pictures. I'll do the light editing, but it can see kind of like, you know, my, my, like the side of my head's a little bit blown up, but nothing crazy. I still think the picture tells like the two of us being out there in the woods. So then that's really the goal, just to document, hey, we were both out there. And as usual, my wife, you know, she's always out there taking pictures with the phone. She likes to, at the end of the year, take them all and put them in a calendar. So she has a lot of fun with that. So I like taking a pictures of those occasionally because it's just so much fun to look back later. Like this, these are the things that she's doing out there. And I got this cool little picture where she's trying to take a picture. I think, honestly, I'm not even sure what she's trying to take a picture of, but maybe it was some of the ice. There might've been some ice hanging off a log or something like that. I'm not really sure, but the picture, the, the, the look of concentration on her face, I just absolutely love it. As usual, we've been finding these little, I've been finding like these little rocks all over the place. Um, this one said laugh on that. I put this in the photo album. I'll put a link again in the description to, to this trip as well. One of the more surprising things out there, because now we, we, you know, we explored this whole trail. We actually came across like an old car out in the woods and I took a bunch, a bunch of pictures. And it's sort of like a, a flashback to the days of when I was doing a lot of like abandoned photography. I've kind of put a lot of that on hold. Um, I think I've talked about that before and kind of like why. Uh, I may revisit that someday in the future when, you know, life calms down or whatever. We were like out here on this Tuckerbrook hike. And, you know, now that we're going to try to explore all these trails, it was like kind of meandering along. And my wife was pretty sure we've walked by this before. How we didn't see it, I don't know, because the car has clearly been out there for I don't know how many years. So I took a bunch of pictures. It looked like, you know, somebody had taken like a toy, like if you can imagine like a truck like a light bar basically kind of gives you spotlights to look ahead in front of you to kind of light up more of the area, especially if like if you're doing like off-roading in the middle of the night. I don't really know how to best describe it, but there was like a toy version of that kind of stuck on this vehicle. I did try to figure out like what type of car this was, or maybe it was a truck. I don't know. Uh, maybe by, if I went by the shape of the head, this, this taillight here, which I did take a photograph of, and that's the one picture I think worked out the best out of all of them because I kind of like the blues, the silver, the reds, and the rust. Like it just kind of like really kind of came together as a nice clean picture. All the other ones, you know, when I was looking at them all, I'm like, yeah, they were all kind of distracting. They were too busy. But this one, simple and clean, it kind of really gave me gave me the feel of, hey, there was this old car out in the woods. And of course I had to take a picture of my wife on the bridge, you know, whatever. I think it, we 
this is, you know, the second hike that we did together this year. And I was like, you know what? I, we walked by this bridge and I knew from like some point very early on the hike, I'm like, I want to get a picture of her on that. And so that's what I did. I had a lot of fun. You know, it was good. Big smile on her face. So that was great. One thing too, you know, the training hiking has been helping because I can vaguely remember like doing some of these small hikes like last year, or at least specifically this one. You know, like even just doing like the little like a hundred foot elevation gains was just kind of getting me winded, which is not a really good place to be. Top half of my body is sort of built like Homer Simpson, you know, the big beer belly and all that other stuff. And then the bottom half of me now, like my legs are like now can really power me through a lot of stuff. I'm not nearly in as good shape as I need to be, but I'm a lot better now. And just doing like this hike made it that much more enjoyable. So when I do these simple hikes, it's like, ah, you know, I can be out here not completely winded the, all, the, the entire time. I can have fun, chat with the wife, have a good smile on my face and not realize, oh God, when's this hike going to be over? Because that's what my weekly solo hike is. That's all about me like huffing and puffing and pushing myself straight up to the top. Anyways, I just wanted to say that it was nice to be more in shape because it also helps with the photography as well in some weird way because, you know, I'm not completely out of breath. I'm spending more of my time kind of looking at the scenery and being like, well, what can I photograph here, you know, or, or whatever. You know, that weekly hike is I have a time limit. You know, I only have so much time I got to get up to the top and I got to get back because I got to get back to work. So I don't really have the time to take a lot of pictures or, or whatever. It's more about the training. Sure, I bring my camera because I want to document that journey as well. Because I just think it's just a fun story to tell. And I hope I can look back in a year and kind of like see the stages of my life as I've or see the stages of my growth over the course of the year, just kind of tracked in pictures and video and whatnot. Um, so the last thing that I did as well, I did my weekly Beaverbrook uh, photography hike. Then I would say overall that the pictures came out pretty good. I'm still working my way through identifying the birds. Again, as usual, the links to these photos will be in the description. Um, I got a picture of an American crow. Oh, I should step back. I made sure because this day was not overcast. So I was like, okay, good. I've got to make sure that the sun is always going to be behind me. So I made sure of that. I found a nice spot, sat down. And this might be more of a permanent spot or might be one of a few spots I'll eventually choose to be, always be photographing from. Because the nice thing was that this had like a nice tree that some of the birds would come in there and land on. So I knew if I sat there long enough, hopefully I would finally get a picture of some birds there. Now, I really do think I'm going to need a 600 millimeter lens at some point in my future. Not this year because it's crazy expensive. And I've got a couple of, you know, I've got my new camera that I have to pay off and then some bills I need to take care of this year before I can make a, a big investment like that. Because I do think I'm going to need that to get the pictures that I'm looking for. But the fact that my camera has like a lot of megapixel, like megapixels, I can really, really crop in. And I think I'm going to learn how to try to denoise my pictures a little bit better in Lightroom as well, too. I, I'm Again, I know I said earlier, like I'm not big on doing a lot of editing, but I do want to do enough to make sure that the picture conveys the story I'm telling. And I bring that up because I've got a picture of this crow that's sitting in this dead tree that's in the middle of the pond. There was like another little bird that landed out there early on the day, but it was so small and I really couldn't crop in, you know, and the lens just probably couldn't grab the focus well enough to make me happy with the picture. But I think I got what I think is a crow hanging in the tree, kind of checking things out. They'd come in as a flock, you know, whatever, kind of like they were kind of chilling out around the area. And I've got a nice picture of that. I think if I zoomed in more, 
uh, and know, and if I can figure out how to denoise some of the stuff a little bit better, I could probably get a better picture of some of these birds. There was a a male and female hooded merganizer, merganser, merganser. I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce that. I suck at pronunciation, but they were they were chilling out around there quite a bit, kind of doing their own thing. Again, I think the picture it came out decent. Again, I think if I had the extra one or 200 millimeter lens, I think the picture would come out that much better because I think it would grab up enough distance that I need to kind of really bring them to life. But, you know, the lens, it does, the glass, the lens, it does a pretty good job. It's very clean. It's pretty clear. I'm happy with the picture, but I know I, I need to be that much, that much better. And since I was staying in that spot a lot, the song sparrows would start coming back a little bit because they got used to my presence being there. I didn't make any too sharp movements. And so I've got a picture of a nice little song sparrow kind of bouncing around in the on the by the water looking for food. And this one was probably like 20 feet away. So it wasn't I didn't have to do a whole lot of cropping. It was just nice. It was just such a pretty little picture to grab of them. And, you know, this type of picture is what I think the 600 millimeter lens will grab you know, for the birds that are like out in the middle of the pond, because I'm not going to be looking to do like a big, huge lake. So these are little ponds where I could see the other side, but I just need that extra, extra distance. There was also some mallards that were out there. There was a male and a female. Uh, they were, they seemed to be most comfortable with people. So they were fairly close by, you know, maybe about a hundred feet away or so. And they were kind of, they came across the pond. They spent a lot of time of them, you know, eating. I tried to get a picture of them both, like without having a great description, um, butts in the air pictures. Uh, it was just such a cute little thing to watch them kind of doing that thing. You know, like they both kind of be synchronized looking for, you know, bugs or whatever food that they were trying to get to underwater. But I settled on one of the pictures where the female has just come out of the water, that the water is kind of running off her bill, you know, stuff like that. So it was kind of, it was kind of neat, but it was just good to capture these species that are out there there's just so many so many birds so many so much waterfall kind of hanging out there might be one of the first early on trips too where i didn't take any pictures of canadian geese i heard them but they were like up on the other side of the pond so they pretty much were not bothering the other local wildlife but you could hear them they were certainly squawking their way out there doing their thing i also had learned my lesson so Unlike last week when I saw the beaver in the like the little stream or whatever, um, this time I made sure I had my camera in hand. You know, it was a little chilly out, so my hands were a little bit cold, but nothing, nothing too crazy. You know, it wasn't like Arctic type temperatures or anything like that. It paid off because even though on the way out to the pond I didn't find anything worth uh, photographing on the way back, I did. As I was about mm, maybe a half a mile from uh, the my my car. Uh, I heard, at first I saw a person, but then I also quickly heard uh, like a woodpecker up in the tree. And I think it's a downy woodpecker. There's like a couple species that look very similar and its head was cocked off to the side. So I really, I didn't get the great picture. So I took a guess on what it was. The, the funny part was, you know, it was good to have my, you know, my camera in my hand because then I knew I'm like, hey, maybe I can grab a picture of this because that's also been my goal. I want to get like, as I said last week, you know, it might be good to, as I'm walking, maybe there might be just something that cool to get. But as I was walking up the path and, you know, with COVID and all that other fun stuff, you know, there's always that social distancing that you got to kind of keep in mind on, you know, whatever, at least do the best you can, whether it's put a mask on as you walk by or whatever, or just kind of give some room around the person. And so I saw that I heard the woodpecker before I saw it. 
the guy was coming up and he had what a dog that was oh my god probably would come up to my waist it was huge like the head probably came to my chest it was like just this gigantic dog at this point, I was really focused on figuring out where this woodpecker was. And I think the guy was thinking like I was waiting for him to pass because I think he said to me, oh, it's OK, you know, whatever. And I was like, no, no, I'm actually trying to figure out where the bird was. Well, and then I think the guy figured out what I was doing because now he realized I'm not even looking at him. I'm looking like way up in the sky or not way up in the sky, but I'm looking up in the upper trees because it was definitely nearby. And the guy was funny because now he's looking up. So now there's like this us two goofballs like hanging out in the woods. We're just looking up in the trees and like, you know, because he's like now he's curious. Like, where is that? Where is that? And you can see the camera in my hand. And sure enough, it was like right by me. He's like, oh, I see. It's like right here. You know, so I walk up over to him and the dog the dog was so funny. The dog, had, you know, was so big, had this had this huge, huge bark. It was not mean, but it was definitely like, hey, don't come any closer. It's COVID season, you know, and you need to keep your distance. And the guy's like, it's right there. Just as a dog barked, the bird flew off. But thankfully, at that point, I saw where it landed and, you know, it was cool. You know, it was really, it was really good to have somebody point out where the bird was and everything else. And he kind of scolded his dog, you know, kind of laughing. He's like, dude, you, you know, you ruined a good picture, you know, whatever. And I was like, ah, you know, yeah, I'm good. You know, I see where the bird went. So that was the last picture I took. You know, it was definitely more later in the day, you know, 10, 30, 11. So, you know, not great, great lighting, but it was just good. Good to capture that picture to, you know, to see, you know, another species added to my list. Um, and then maybe eventually over the course of time, I'll actually get better on actually identifying some of these birds. So, yeah, so that was be that was the... That was the local local area that I've been hitting up as well. And of course, I had to bring my trail cam back. Oh, before I go there, one more thing. Uh, so I posted a video on my YouTube page um, of all the stuff that I've been capturing so far from a video aspect. No talking in it. It's more of like a ASMR, you know, like just the sights and sound for, for the month of April. So I've started the next um, round for this month, but I post the latest video on that as well. So that's over. That's over my website, or not my website, but over on my YouTube channel. If y'all want to check that out, it was good. Uh, I did learn some lessons there. I realized that my first outing, I didn't have any microphone. The second outing, I brought a microphone, or the second two outings, I brought my microphone. But I realized when I'm on taking these bird pitches, I really want to be looking through the viewfinder versus the LCD screen. So I kept bumping into that um, microphone. So I bought a cage uh, that I think that will allow me to mount the microphone uh, or the mic to the right-hand side and hopefully prevent me from bumping into it as much. So I'll see how this month goes. If it kind of looks like I'm still kind of banging into it, I may end up having like a separate mic stand so I can put the mic kind of like off to the side. I'll probably need like a long cable that will attach potentially to to my camera i'm not sure or maybe what i might do actually this might actually not be a bad idea where instead of uh recording just the sound for the video but maybe just having the sound in general of like that was out there the entire time and maybe photographing something like that i i don't or excuse me recording something like that i don't know but anyways i'm going to try with the mic kind of hooked off to the side a little bit more and then that way it might be another way my viewfinder and then maybe it's my head that when I bump into the mic, that's kind of like the sound that's being picked up. So anyway, so more experimentation coming this month. I also, this past week, I guess if you want to call it like a mini, mini, mini hike is uh, my parents have some local land as well. 
that eventually we may move to, uh, but it's basically like 20 or so acres of just private wooded land. And I've been putting trail cams up there. And so this past weekend was my opportunity to pick them up. I will talk more about what was in those um, videos as well. But I ended up going out there. I grabbed them. Thankfully, I have two of them. Thankfully, they hadn't gone completely walkabout, like our five-finger discount, so to speak. They were both there. I remember where they were because I put them up apparently the day after Christmas and then picked them up last weekend. And the batteries held out the entire time too as well. So that was really, really nice. So I picked them up on Saturday and then I put them back out on Sunday. I actually set them up so that they were pointing at each other and kind of like a more open area. The area they were at, they didn't really capture a whole lot. But again, I'll, I'll, I'll do more of a deep dive into that when I've actually fully gone through all the footage and actually edited all the pictures. And that will kind of give me a better idea of what I captured. So I did that this past weekend. As usual, I think that's it. I was always thinking like, oh my God, what am I going to talk about in these episodes? But it seems like once I make a few notes and I start looking at the pictures, it seems like I just kind of ramble my way through. So as I said many, many times in this podcast, I'll have uh, a link, links to some of the photographs that I talked about, some of the trips that I did. As usual, you could also just head on over to thelonephotographer.com from there. Uh, you can find my link to my Instagram account. I tend to post daily-ish there. I try to do some quick video clips of kind of where I am, you know, whatever, just kind of like, this is kind of fun and kind of goofy stuff to do. And, you know, whatever else kind of fan uh, that I fancy. And then a link to my YouTube page where I, which was sort of like the video companion, so, so to speak, of these podcasts, but mostly just of some of the trips. Like I'm not going to be recording uh, the trips, my wife and I, those are sort of like hours. Yeah, I'm taking pictures and I'm posting them online, but I don't need a video to record all that. I don't, you know, she's comfortable with me with a camera and that's totally fine. I'm just not sure I'm totally comfortable having both of us like on the video. So you won't see those videos, but you see a lot of the other stuff like, you know, my my monthly uh, beaver well, called the beaver book shots that I'm capturing. Those will be out there. Uh, my 4,000 footer hikes, probably some of the trail cam videos that um, I'll be posting up there as well. So again, links to all the stuff that we need or I need, you know, whatever, all is going to be there. So with that, I'm going to go, I'm going to sign off. I'm going to edit this all up and then get it all posted online for, for all five of you that may be listening to this. As usual, thank you for listening and I will catch up with everyone next week.